This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Thursday the 25th of November 2021. And for those who might be interested, this is episode number 426. 426 gifts from us to you, beautiful listeners. And Norman, today I want to talk about the vaccination rate and mandates because Australia is just doing an incredibly, has done an incredibly good job in the end of getting the majority of people vaccinated. We're, we're nearing 90% vaccination of 12 plus in most jurisdictions around Australia. So then there's still mandates in some parts of Australia for people to be vaccinated, to be able to kind of participate in public life. But is there a point in which those mandates become less relevant? Like surely such a small slice of Australia that hasn't been vaccinated for whatever reason poses quite a small threat to us as a society at this stage. Well, I think the argument in Australia is different from other countries where you're seeing very large surges of COVID because they've got large proportions of the population unvaccinated. And therefore, in those situations, public health orders are absolutely merited because you're protecting the whole population. And you know, we have public health measures all over the place for things to protect the general population. We don't allow smoking in restaurants and public places and so on. You know, I won't go into that. But yes, there does become a point where you find it hard to justify actions against the unvaccinated, in a sense, to protect the vaccinated. And it's hard to know what that point is but you're getting pretty close to it when you've got 90% of the population aged over 12 who are fully vaccinated. Because then the risk transfers to the unvaccinated themselves. In essence, you've got people who are making decisions about themselves in the full knowledge that they're running a high risk of serious disease, ending up in hospital, on a ventilator, and maybe even dying. But that's on them in a sense, but they're not creating a public health risk. In conversations that I'm having with people and the questions that we sort of get through, there's this sense of frustration and anger that people feel like they've done their bit and that these people who, whoever they are, haven't had their vaccine yet or they don't want one at all, uh, are kind of letting the team down. But is there a danger in stigmatising people who aren't getting vaccinated? There is a danger of that. But I mean, one way to get over that psychologically is what I just said, is that they've made a decision for themselves, which puts themselves at great risk. And therefore, that's a, an adult decision, which has always been the case. And fair enough, but not fair enough if, if in aggregate, all the unvaccinated people put the vaccinated population at risk. So the issue here is how far do we drive down COVID-19 virus levels in the community by having 90, 95% immunised? And we're pushing them down pretty far. Yeah, there's still quite a lot of cases in Victoria. There's not very many in New South Wales. So there's not that much virus circulating. And yes, we will get a surge. And parents are worried about their children. But are we going to stigmatise children? Because five to 11-year-olds are unvaccinated. Are you going to keep children out of the Christmas party because they're unvaccinated? Well, no, you're not. So why victimise an adult unvaccinated person when everybody else coming to the Christmas party is vaccinated? It seems that you're not creating a huge risk for the rest of the Christmas party. I mean, I think at, I think at, one, at some point we've got to say that if we've all had the chance to be immunised and protect ourselves and we are protected as we go into a Christmas party, if somebody arrives unvaccinated and infected, then they don't pose much of a risk to us. Although it's half as likely that a vaccinated person will arrive with an infection 
it's still possible that they do arrive at the Christmas party with an infection and infect your child. So it doesn't eliminate it altogether. So it's a, it's a, really the, the, the decision point is about the risk to the community at large rather than necessarily in a small, small scale setting. So I think we're getting to the point where saying to the vaccine, unvaccinated, you can't do this, that or the other because you're unvaccinated, that's passing. Right, so there's sort of an expiry date on the usefulness of something like a mandate. Yes, I think so. So we've got questions. We, we continue to get questions about people basically trying to weigh that risk for themselves. And Catherine's written in saying, how careful should my vaccinated pregnant daughter be about where she goes and who she sees? Well, we can't give individual advice to somebody who's pregnant, but if you're fully immunised, you're at pretty low risk. Probably not a lot of reason why you should take any more precautions than anybody else or that, or that you would otherwise do if you're pregnant, I mean, if you're pregnant, you're probably going to avoid people who've got symptoms of any kind in terms of respiratory symptoms. You don't want to get sick. And certainly you don't want to start taking medications for a respiratory illness if you catch it. Apart from normal precautions that you take when you're pregnant, probably not, no other. But that's not personal advice. You should be talking to your obstetrician. And Jan's asking about viral loads, saying it was initially hoped that the vaccine would significantly reduce viral loads if someone was infected with COVID, even though they'd been vaccinated. Is this the case? By and large, no. It, it does seem that if you get infected with the virus, uh, at least the Delta strain of the virus, your viral load is just as high as somebody who is unvaccinated. The key difference is if you get infected. Pfizer reduces your chance of getting infected 80 or by 80 or 90 percent. Astra in the initial months, 60 or 70 percent, still pretty high. It does drop down, but once you've had your booster, it goes back up to an even higher level. So you're cutting your risk of actually getting infected at all by 60, 70 percent on average, depending on your vaccine. So that's a good situation to be in. But when you get infected, your viral load is just as high. And Lisa's asking about boosters. She's due in December and had Astra, so she's worried about waning immunity. I think we've answered a version of this question before, but this is from a different person. It's worth repeating. Lisa's asking, is is she better off having her booster shot in December when it's due or is she better off waiting until early next year to optimise her immunity over winter? We don't know what's going to happen with booster shots and them waning. The key is to get protected when you need to be protected. And when you need to be protected is when your immunity has waned significantly. And it's waned significantly with Astra, certainly at six months. It makes a lot of sense to have your booster vaccine when your time comes up rather than hanging in there. You know, you could get infected in January, February or March when you've got even fewer antibodies on board. So I just think that you want to get covered when you can. Remember, while this is a seasonal virus and it will get worse in winter, There are still plenty of countries in the world which had trouble in in their summer. So just because it's summer does not protect you. And a question from Libby who is really talking to what we were saying at the top of the show, Norman. She's meeting with the owners of her gym because they've revealed themselves to be pro-choice around vaccination. They think that it's unfair that they're going to be segregated for not choosing to be vaccinated. But Libby's really worried about her kids. They're too young to be vaccinated. And she's just really wondering what the risk is to her kids of her going to a gym where she knows at least some of the people there aren't vaccinated. Gyms are still high-risk environments. And the chances of transmission in a gymnasium are higher than uh, a lot of other indoor spaces because people are hyperventilating. And so you've got to be careful. So I just think that um, you do have to be a bit careful in gymnasia and you've got to follow the public health orders. And a public health order which restricts gymnasia to vaccinated people is probably one where you're protecting a wider group of people in a high-risk environment. 
but it's probably one of the few of those environments left. And when you get up to really high levels, again, you, 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 it's, it's a difficult decision, but there, are, there still will be a point for gyms when you can relax the rules. And uh, before anybody asks, no, I'm still not back at the gym. And I live in a part of Sydney with incredibly high vaccination rates. Again, Norman, all I can say is all I'm hearing is excuses here. Yeah, well, you haven't seen me first thing in the morning when I do my little workouts. <laughs> okay, well, let's keep it that way. You don't want to see, you don't want to see, you know, you have to scrub the back <laughs> yeah, of your eyes for, way. you know, it's an image you'll never get out of your eye. So that's almost all we've got time for on Coronacast. In addition to uh, you asking us questions via abc.net.au slash Coronacast, we have, of course, been asking you questions this week with our listener survey. The survey's still up. You can still answer your, our questions if you like, but we're going to be taking it down tomorrow. We've had literally thousands of responses. But one of the things that has come through as a theme, Norman, is that we always talk about doing Quick Fire Friday, but we never actually do it. So tomorrow, we're actually going to do it. So that means I've got to give short answers and you've got to give short questions. Yes. So please only send in questions, 25 words or less, and I'm going to keep Norman on the clock. I'm going to bring back the stopwatch sound to make sure he answers our questions quickly because... um. You can be a bit long-winded, Doctor. Really? Are you stigmatising me? (laughs) I would never. We'll see you tomorrow. See you then.